everybody. Welcome to Season 3 of What's IG and Crashing On. I'm Karen Walby-Solomon and I'm your host. And we're here to talk about what's hot in pop culture. I thought it was cute at first. Your obsession with me. I'm not obsessed with you. You just don't understand the truth. Just tell me the truth. I'm talking to you, please. A new day, a new term. It's out with the old and in with the new. You guys are such goals. Look who's back. The Gile Billy. Three weeks and she still hasn't said anything to me. Fix, tell me what she did. You guys were fine and all of a sudden everything is messed up. You turned Bibi's whole life upside down. Try and imagine what she's feeling. You almost ran me over with your bike this morning. I was just trying to get your attention. And I guess it worked. We have class. All we need is another new kid at school. Last time I trusted the wrong people. I'm as open as they come. Everybody's got secrets. I feel like you're hiding something. You think I'm cheating on you? If you're struggling with money, there's other ways. I have my reasons. I feel like I don't know who I am anymore. We're close to something. We just need to connect the dots. If Puma was trapping, somebody paid for her. Somewhere that money left tracks. If you thought something you believed was a lie, do you want to know the truth? There's no going back. You know that, right? Do you want to know the truth? Could you be a part of this? These are dangerous people that you are missing with. Seventeen years, and that could finally be over. That was the trailer of Blood and Water season two. Um, later in the episode, we have an, we have interviews with the cast. Um, it was really exciting. I love Blood and Water. It's one of my favorites at African shows. And I, I basically love everything with teens. Um, but yeah, so so we had a great chat with them. But before we get to that, I am here. It's episode six and I'm here with my good friend, Leanne. Leanne, how are you doing today? What is up? I'm good. <laughs> uh, it's it's Sunday. My sadnesses are killing me. But we're here. We're doing good things. <laughs> How are you? How was your week? Same. Um, my week was good. I um, <laughs> I was just, before we got on the call, I was just laughing because I've been, uh, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest Elon Musk fan and human grimes no. like broke up, but I wasn't laughing at because they broke up. I was laughing at the, like the responses. <laughs> so I was on TikTok and this girl was talking about it. Like, you know, one of those like, guys, this news just broke. And she's like, um, Grimes and Elon Musk have broken up. And then she's like, and now baby suggested password. <laughs> <She called the laughs> baby. 
and I couldn't stop laughing. And I, like she was just talking about how the baby like is gonna have to spend like one week in space with Elon, and one week one week I in whatever egg time. Grimes lives in. <laughs> lives in egg palace. <laughs> I actually, I did, I did see that TikTok. It was uh, hilarious. <laughs> also, did you see, did you see uh, Twitter roasting Elon's accent? Grams, give back my dad's emerald. <laughs> Apartheid emerald. <laughs> but the way they spell it also, like, I've never seen this African accent, um, like, Dad, phonetically Dad, spelled like that, man. Yes! Oh like, my god. like that, do we? So embarrassing. Yes, no guys. And I also didn't know <laughs> that people knew our accent well enough to be able to spell it out phonetically like that. Like I've seen them do it to British people, and it's like funny, yeah. but like oh my gosh, I was dying. And also, um, what is it gonna say now? Um, ah, Elon Grimes. Um, <laughs> ah. African project. Emerald. Oh, the, and Azalea Banks when she called him. When she did you see that? Did you see this? So she, she okay, says, "Tell me in because I saw Azalea Banks pop up in like all the dudes, and I was like, I don't know enough about the story to know why she's relevant." Okay, so she and Grimes were supposed to do some like song together, something like that. And then there was a weird story where she was locked in their basement, or like she was in their house for a long Sorry. time. It's something like okay. that and then people were like what happened there and then she just never spoke about it and then when like when the news broke that they were getting a divorce or breaking up because they don't they're married um she shared it to her story on instagram and she said now that you uh, that you and apartheid clyde is over can we make our music <laughs> <laughs> apartheid, apartheid clyde <laughs> No, guys. Oh my gosh! Uh, it just—it was one of the funniest breakup reactions I've seen in so long. Um, yeah, the reactions have been like shame. Poor baby suggested boss. <laughs> it's like one of those things where now that they've broken up, do you think Grimes will like rename the kid something normal? Or I mean, I don't think Grimes is um, very normal herself. So I don't, I don't think, I think she would keep the name. I think that was, that name was partly her idea as well. Um, yeah. And it was more him trying to be hip and cool. Cause I think his other children's names are like Jack and John, like normal names. And, mm. and I think it's more like him trying to be cool with the kids. Um, But, but I remember the first time that they like made the, cause there was rumors of them dating and the, they mm-hmm. made like their 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 first walk as a red like on the red carpet as a couple at like the Met Gala in twenty eighteen, and I mean mm-hmm. okay I I enjoyed Grimes' music I'm not like a stan or anything like that and I was so disappointed and I was like damn girl why, and then she came back this year without him and I was like oh please let this be a good time because he seems like the type that doesn't that doesn't um that, that doesn't like. What's the word I'm looking for? Doesn't like if there's an opportunity for attention, you would take it. So if you had yes, he's not so, anybody else trying, it's his spotlight and his spotlight yeah. alone. So and she it, looked gorgeous at this year's Met Gala, sword and all. Yeah, she looks so cool. Um, 
I don't know what the what the story behind the outfit is. Also, did you see the story behind ASAP Rocky's outfit? I saw this on Twitter yesterday. Okay, yes. I'm in love with the story because someone... Okay, so for those of you who don't know, it yeah. was an Instagram post where a lady was like, her grandmother had knitted this blanket and it ended up being donated to a thrift store and she knows that the designer who created ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's look uh, lives in that neighborhood or works in that neighborhood and had written about the fact that they had found this piece and decided to use it as part of the Met Gala outfit. And she basically asked her mom to go find a picture and it's literally bedding that her <laughs> grandmother admitted like 60 odd years ago. And then ASAP Rocky is like wearing it at the Met Gala. Mm. And I love it because I feel like Yes, do the things. Thrift. Do, mm. do, just. It also kind of felt like it fitted in with the theme because it was yeah. all about like American life. And so it's the fact that it is actually. Also, I'm a strong proponent for blanket scarves and anything that keeps you cozy. So, <laughs> any excuse to be out of the house in my blanket, I'm like, if he can do it, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so many people were doing like their versions of it, them in blankets. It was cute. Uh, um, <laughs> but like also on with the whole like red carpet thing, it was it was the Emmys on Monday. Um, I love yes. Emmys. I think it's probably my favorite award show. Um, and thoughts was on very, this year's winners? Yeah, I'll tell you some now. But um, I it was very like hectic for me because I always used to watch it with my sister. And um, so I like, I you're like, oh, and I like, I, I postponed watching it like the whole time. Like I watch clips on YouTube, but I like, okay. And then Friday night, I you sat down and I time. watched the whole show. And like, I enjoyed it. I love, I love the show so much um, because I, I just love TV and I like that they, they, they always get to have more fun with it than you can do it, like the Oscars and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cedric the Entertainer hosted. And he did this, but I'm sure you must have seen it. Like it was everywhere. We had his TV. <laughs> his TV. Yes. And um, and I loved the Steve Harvey show. Like I don't know why I love the show so much, but like I adored that show. And the fact that his wife from there was on oh, La Vida, and she's like, and she her voice was the best still... wife though. <laughs> I didn't watch the other I show. So I the name Steady. Yeah. <laughs> All these people call yeah, you Steady. That's because of me. <laughs> Sadie, sadie. and then he also went with sadie sadie <laughs> was so cute um yeah i know that was a lot of fun so the winners of the night um most of the awards were won by like the comedy awards were like ted lasso and hacks mm-hmm. and then the drama awards like 90 or i think 100 percent were won by the crown and then mm-hmm. um the 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 limited series award the, the best limited series was The Queen's Gambit. Best actor... Um, best actor... Was um, Ewan McGregor in Halston. And then best actress... And best actress in the supporting and supporting. And the two supportings were Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. And then directing went to Queen's Gambit. And writing went to I May Destroy You. Um, there was a lot of people saying there was like so many um, people of color nominated. But like... Or that no people Once of color won any acting awards. Um, you know, I really like the crown a lot. I don't think they should have won as much as they did, though. Um, 
my personal opinion. Um, so I think that... I feel, that like, mm. I feel like the crown is one of those things where, I mean, controversial opinion, it's like the Meryl Streep of awards now. It's kind of like the easy way out. Like, oh, it's just a given that if it's nominated, it's going to get there, if that makes sense. Mm. Like it's a golden child. So people aren't looking beyond for other stuff. And it is a really well done show. But yeah, I feel like I feel like people aren't giving other things time to shine. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think that if Succession had a season that was nominated at the same time, I think they would have given the clown a bit of a run for its money. Um but Maybe next year. Yeah. No, but next year there'll be no crown, but there will be succession. So it's like it also work like so New the next season of the crown? To, um, November 2022. Oh, wow. It's still far away. Yeah. So, okay. so, so it's like, like, hopefully it worked in that sort of cycle, but it is sort of like a Game of Thrones thing, like, oh, it ruins everything. Um, and yeah, I don't think some of those people deserve to win, but okay. But it, you know, was very, very good. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm 100% here for Ted Lasso. <laughs> I, I I'm not even <laughs> show my bias. I just want them to win everything. I love them so much. I haven't seen Axe. Um, I know I can, I saw it on on Mnet now, but I don't want to watch it because um, I heard it's about Jane Riv- Joan Rivers, and I love Joan Rivers. Um, so, so yeah, I'm good. Like, and I and I love Jean Smart, so I'm glad she won. Um, yeah, but um. Talking about like the crown, so n- yesterday Netflix had their Tudum ev- event, and people were like, "Why is it called Tudum?" But the sound it makes because of the Netflix yeah. sound. Tudum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was a, it was wild because like I caught some of it, and it's weird because like the part I caught is about the shows I don't watch, and and like I, I got yeah. the end part. It was all about the Witcher, and I'm like, they're like, "Oh my gosh, Wait, you're not seeing." Have you not seen The Witcher? No. Pause. <laughs> I haven't seen oh. The Witcher. And I was like, oh. I think I've seen like a little bit of episode one. And then I haven't gone back to it. But yeah, I was just like, I was, okay. I was skeptical about The Witcher because I was like, Ugh, okay, fine. Then I started watching it and it's really, really, really good. Like it, the way the story is told and the timelines and the characters are... It's well done, so I'm looking. I mean, I have to rewatch it because I've forgotten most of the plot, mm. so I can catch up ahead of season two's release. Um, but yeah, like I would, if you have time, add it to your TV schedule. I know you yeah. have a roster. <laughs> Put it in; it's worth it. <laughs> I was actually thinking, I was like, when am I ever gonna have time to watch this show? Um, so I do, I do really want to watch it. Yeah, but um, oh. I obviously like nothing compared to the Bridgerton news for me. Like, I am okay. so excited. I know, but when is it? When is it releasing? I know. I never I, said. I, I read the stuff, but I'm very bad at paying attention to. Dates. No, they didn't okay. say when it's coming out, so we don't know. Um, yeah, but like, so Kate and Anthony are my favorite Bridgerton couple. Like, I like. All of the others, but everyone is like, oh, Simon and Daphne. I'm like, meh, throw them away. <laughs> Kate and Anthony are my favorite. And I am so excited to see them in their life. Because even that scene just kind of like had their yeah, energy. And, yeah. and, oh, 
Like I have read that book so many. I even this morning when I woke up, I was reading parts, my favorite parts of the books again, <laughs> just because, um, just make that book specifically, just because I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so so the scene of them when they like, it's like just a scene of there, and that's that's kind of their vibe. Like they fight all the time, and if you thought that Anthony was chauvinistic and a bit of a dick in season one, so does Kate. And she lets him know that. And it's so brilliant. Like, it was, like, Leanne, you're going to... I don't know if you've read the book, actually. I'm going to talk to you. I have like, not read the okay. book, but give but, me a trip where it's about a woman calling a man on his bullshit. Yeah, I know. I was like, like for somebody who likes Pride and Prejudice, you're going to love this. <laughs> you're going to love this. Yeah, it had very strong Pride and Prejudice energy. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to love this one. So That was always a big one for me. I didn't watch a Stranger Things one. I don't know. I'm just like very not into Stranger Things anymore. Like, I think I probably still watch it, but I don't care. I'll watch it when it comes out because I know, like, I know my husband's going to want to watch it. And once you start, you'll get into it and Mm. then we'll finish it in a day. But I'm also like, I don't see why. It ended perfectly well. Like, they wrapped it up. It had a bow. It was... It felt like they brought conclusion to everything, and the fact that they're bringing it back feels like the sequel we don't need. Um, and so for me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm also a bit up and down on on how much I'm going to love where they take it. And the children look like fourteen now. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the kid in. Well, I was a kid. I saw one of the young actors in a different thing, and I was like, he's in. He's an adult. Like, how am I supposed to go back to Stranger Things and pretend he's like sixteen or whatever? It's not going to work. So, yeah. <laughs> but I am quite excited for um, the second Enola Holmes um, film because I I like I like those little kid. Detectives. I enjoyed Enola Holmes. And I like just... I like anything that comes with a slightly different angle to a story you know because mm. it feels fresh and different and not just rehashing. What's it? There's a weird kind of sexual that. tension between. I don't know if it's inappropriate to say between her and the boy in that in that in that movie. Because even when they were chatting, like at the to dumb, that like it was her, like sort of like interviewing him, and like he was like on a screen, and I got like weird, cute, like maybe it's just chemistry, and I was just like, okay, y'all cute. <laughs> These kids are cute. They, no, they had mad chemistry in in the first. Seems mm. movie, so I'm, I'm, yes, I'm here to see that if it's going to be playing out some more in the second one. So, is there anything else from like upcoming on Netflix that you're excited for? Um, I think just the norm, like, not actually, I'm interested in Cowboy Bebop. I know very little about it, so I know it's based on anime, but I'm super keen to see what they do with it because I'm not really into anime i know i'm yeah and so i'm i'm keen to see the adaptation or or what they do with that because yeah not interested in the don't look up oh it's not it's not intriguing me at all i don't know if they've just made very poor teasing choices um for the two because they released like the the teaser trailer and then they released a short clip but I was like, I don't, the cost is a lot. And I feel like it's doing a lot, but I don't know that I want to watch it. I, I, I actually really like those kind of movies. So I'm quite excited and I quite like his movies as well. 
and even and like I don't know, I just like his approach to 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 current um like current affairs and the way he, he, his dialogue just like like just just works. And also maybe it's his directing style, but I just I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like it, but for he does it for me, and I'm quite <laughs> interested in in watching it. But I mean, you know, we see how it goes. But talking about Netflix, our um, our our Netflix gem, Blood and Water, season two started last Ooh. week Friday, and like, I love this show. It's wild, man. Like. <laughs> Like, I haven't started season two yet. I'm waiting to binge it. So, like today, this afternoon, I'm going to binge all of it together, and then, but and then we'll talk about. It. Yeah, but no, but it's it's um, oh, no spoilers. Um, or if listeners will say I've not seen it, like Leanne, but like it's it's really it's really fun. It's interesting. It's what do you expect from from Blood and Water, and the cast is is great, and you can also see that. I don't. I can't really remember with season one, but like with season two, you can see they like legit friends. Like you know, they have that sort of energy between them. They 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 yeah. work well with each other, and like there's this great new actor. A lot of older actors that we know from when we were younger, pay, playing teachers and parents, and like that have been brought in, and and it's it's oh, wow. it's so well done. Um, what is the other thing I wanted to say? But like. Uh, I spoke to them about, like, um, I, I asked um, Dylan, who plays Wade, I asked him about, mm-hmm. like, like whether he improvises because he, like, he, in this one scene, he's like, oh, you jazz. But it just, like, it just, like, came from, like, like his heart, man. He's like, I'm tired, pulling. I'm tired of having to go through all this stuff. And you, can't, and you like, dragging me into nonsense. And um, when I interviewed them, um, both Amma, who plays Beling, and Dylan, they said mm-hmm. their favorite scene was um, was like these these scenes that they shot in Lavendale. So now, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know, I live like around the corner from Lavendale, and I know the yep. community very well. Um, so for me, I was I, I was like, ah. and then they were saying like when they filmed, the everyone came out of the houses to come watch, and I was like. That is so legit. (laughs) And I was telling my mom because my mom used to teach in Lavendale for like 20 years and she's like 100. That's how they, that's exactly what they would have done. She's like, it's most exciting. It's it's like those news stories where you see people walk past the camera in the background (laughs) and wave awkwardly. That's that's what you expect. Yeah, it's fun. Like, oh my gosh. I just, I love this. Like the sense of community, like you know, this one is gonna tell this one that oh my gosh, the camera crew, let's go out. But yeah, yeah. so season two is great. Um, yeah, I don't want to tell you guys anything more. What happened in the interview? You can listen. But um, thanks, guys, so much. Here's our chat with the cast of Blood and Water. Hi guys, how are you doing? Hello, it's good. Oh, good. Um, okay, so let's get started. Um, Amma, Puleng has had a tough time this season. So, what do you? What would you say? Her? What do you think motivates her during season two? Um, I think it's just knowing why she's doing 
what she's doing. Um, just, I think there's a purpose. She's not just doing um, it for the fun of it. I think there's a deeper purpose. It's her family's life. It's, you know, her family, keeping her family together and ultimately discovering the truth about who her sister is. So I mm. think that is always at the back of her mind. And that is honestly the only thing that pushes her to, you know, figure, push as hard as she does and like, you know, put herself in danger the way yeah. she does. Um, yeah. So Dylan, um, I want to ask you, like, how much of your dialogue is improvised? Because like when you said, are you Jax? It came like from your soul. Like I was like, this guy is feeling it. This is not, this is not. <laughs> just... <laughs> a lot. A lot of my dialogue is improvised, but it's all within the boundaries that the directors have given me and, and said that I, I made. Because definitely mm-hmm. in season two, I think not only for Wei, but for all the other characters as well, um, we get to see a lot of their culture. And, and what comes with culture is slang and, and your dialect mm-hmm. use. And we were, I was privileged to be able to use that slang that, that they asked me if Wei would use this and if Wei would use that and how I would say it. And because, like, if I take the line specifically, are oh, you just. <laughs> <laughs> the line was in the script. But they asked me how I would say it and, and my demeanor and my tone. and mm. my, They gave me that. But then there's several other lines um, from different scenes that's also part of the culture that, that they said, okay, just go for it. Whatever you feel in the moment, go with it. So, And they kept, I think, almost every single improvised moment that I mm. have in me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tubang, um, last season you got to work with Nazi C and like now with Youngster CPT, which rapper would you like to work with next? I really don't have anyone in mind right now. Like honestly, I haven't I haven't been listening to a whole lot of music, so I'm 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 quite blank in terms of what what's happening in the music industry right now, who's hot and and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I'm not really sure about that. That's something I haven't like looked into. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Parisa was also on the show. Like he's a DJ at the Matric event. Oh, my Parisa, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, oh, yes. Why, why hasn't anyone saying anything about you know, that? Bro, my Parisa is like a <laughs> DJ right now, and no one has yeah. said anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, so, okay. Like, what was your guys' favorite scene of season two? We'll start with Amma because she's like in the corner of my screen. Um, I think shooting was definitely shooting at Lavender Hill. Mm. And I really enjoyed that, that experience. I think because it just felt so warm and just to see the, the excitement of everyone, like we literally had a little audience, not a little, like a big audience, like watching us shoot there the entire day. So I think shooting there was really, really like, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm. And you, Dylan? Yeah, no, definitely. I was going to say Lavender Hill as well. Um, I think the location in Aho was one of my favorites because uh, while we were shooting, we were quarantined together just for precautions, especially during the pandemic, to stay safe and we were bubbled. So I wasn't at home quite often. So going to Lavender Hill, I'm from LR. So going to Lavender Hill, it reminded me a lot of home, how the community is all together and everybody partakes in either viewing something that's happening there or wanting to be a part of mm. it just surrounding whoever has entered their community. Um, that for me was lovely. It felt like I was back home as soon as we entered the the, the set that they had made up in Lavender Hill. 
um, yeah, definitely one of my favorite moments. Hmm, and you, Tabang, what is your favorite? My favorite would be shooting uh, KB's house. You know, uh, <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot of, 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 you know, what I want for myself in life and where I'm headed, you know? So mm-hmm. I just, I just sort of like use that as a, as a way to visualize my, my future life type of thing, you know, cause, cause the, the, you know, the, um, the scenery there, you know, is just beautiful and the houses there and, and it, it all just represents, uh, you know, my version of, of, okay, a partial version of what I view success as, you know, mm. not entirely, just like a small part, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it just basically represents some of the things that I want for myself in the future. And I just love being around that. And I just imagine it being mine, you know? So yeah, Kiwi's houses is definitely my favorite part of, you know, shooting. This is very recognizable. Like I, I was thinking of what I remembered the most from se- season one, and it's that place. And it's like the minute I saw it, I was like back in. Like back in. there exactly. we go. Yeah. So I mean, you 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 understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, season one was obviously very successful. You guys had some. Um, you Safta wins. You um you it was trending all the time on Twitter. So um like. How did like when did you know that you know the show is a hit and your lives have changed? I think for me personally, it was the day that it came out. I was getting, I think I got like 50,000 followers in like that day alone. Sure. Um, I literally could not like access my Instagram and just seeing also the interactions. So I think before my DMs were like really not that busy, you know. But as soon as the show like came out, like, oh my goodness, I got a thousand messages from people all around the world of like all walks of life. Like, oh my gosh, I'm from Brazil. We really love the show here. I'm from Germany. I'm from, and I'm like, what? Like these people are actually, because I think, you know, Netflix, we know that it's like airing at 265 countries. No, 195. 195. Yeah, I'm giving us more. Manifestation. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, there isn't but, even 265 countries in the world. So. Yeah, I'm saying someone clearly read the media, uh, the media, <laughs> and it wasn't me. But um, yeah. yeah, I think you you hear that and you see that, but to actually see those people interact with you, um, mm-hmm. it was really dope. So I think for me, that's when it sunk in that okay, like we did something that people really relate to and are gravitating gravitating towards. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for me, it could have definitely also have been on the day. Um, I made a point of switching off my socials on the day because of how nervous I was. The family mm-hmm. watched it and we were like, okay. And then I think I got a message on the group that we as the cast and the Netflix PR team has. And they were like, Dylan, you're trending on Twitter. I was like, oh, snap. From what I've heard, because I'm not on Twitter, from what I've heard, it's bad when you trend on Twitter. And then when I went to, to, to Twitter, I then saw this all good things said about Wade. And I was grateful to God, grateful to everybody that, that loved Wade as much as they did. And then as much as they loved the show. And then going on Instagram, like Amma said, the amount of DMs you receive in a day from around the world, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's overwhelming. I'm grateful. Um, and it was all on that day that everything was just like rushed on me personally. Because like, because I took that gap where I had, 
no connection with the world outside of home. As soon as I switched it on, everything just came boom shakalaka. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> this Mexican and Portuguese and Brazilian. I'm like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, just to add on to, to, to uh, you know, Amain uh, Delende. It's just, it's like you know that, okay, this is going to be airing in, in, you know, 190 countries. But <clears throat> once you see, once you see how how well the people respond to it, it's just like mind blowing, you know. It's it, it confirms actually how how big that is. So yeah, seeing all those those messages and and you know um, um, the, the 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 audience uh, the audience responding to it like that from all over the world was just like mind blowing. It's just like hey. People, people know me in Brazil. Damn. Okay. People know me in France. You know, it's 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 it's, it's that for me. That's just like yeah, mind blowing. So, um, okay, another question for all of you. But like, what is your process when you're getting into character? Final question. Um, for me personally, I do like a character bible. And that's just to map out my character's journey throughout the entire story. Because whenever we shoot like chronologically, we kind of, we tend to skip between episodes quite a lot because of time or location or just convenience. So I find that having a character Bible keeps me on track with where I'm at at the story in that moment. Mm -hmm. And when I'm about to step onto set, um, yeah, I just have that information in my mind. And I think this season I took an approach of just enjoying and playing more with my character not trying to act a result, but really play with the moments that I've been given. Because I think a lot of times as an actor, you can prepare and over-prepare actually, because you're so stuck with what you want and how you want the scene to go, that you're not allowing it to flow and like really work for the purpose of the scene. Um, so I think the season, I definitely like learned that. And uh, yeah, I'll say that's like, that's my process. Mm-hmm. I think for, for me as well, I don't have like a set process that I do um but everything i try i try to 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 be as flexible as i possibly can so i would adjust to to the way the director needs to move me so i would i would learn the story instead of learning the lines if mm-hmm. that makes sense so that i'm able to flow with wherever they want to take the story and i do arrive with with my idea of wade and my idea of how wade would do it because of how myself and wade is very like stepping into your shoes so like i'm still wearing the exact same shoes so knowing what he would do and knowing how he would react came very easily to me. And so I just had to make sure that I'm flexible to be able to move by the directors, whichever route that they want to go and whichever route that they want to take with the scene, with the story. Um, and then also very similar to Amma, I, I have like the set out um, a map. I call it a map. They call it like a character vibe. I call it a map just to keep track of where I came from with this mm-hmm. relationship, with this interaction with the character, um, because like she said, nothing gets a lot of the time shot in chronological order, something to go back forward. And then you're doing a scene, but you didn't do the scene before that and made you angry at this character. You're like, so the map definitely helps in that sense to just keep track. Um, but for me, just being flexible is what I, I try to be. Yeah, so very similar process to Ama and Delende. Um, I have a character Bible myself and I have, you know, my, 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 my arc, my character's arc. And uh, I was saying in the previous interview that there's there's a file that my cast members make 
fun of me with I always carry it around like onto set wherever like there's there's always a file just to like you know keep track of where 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 my character was before the scene I'm about to shoot now you know mentally and emotionally and just to like you know keep that in mind because it needs to you know sink and make sense you know you can't let's say maybe my my previous scene ended with with my character being sad and sobby and now in the following scene is happy that wouldn't make mm. sense you know what i'm saying so we need to like maintain that line of you know um 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 arc basically so yeah that's okay. how i mm. thank you guys so much i'm so excited for everyone to see season two um I haven't seen it no, I've seen it, but I was oh. <laughs> excited for everyone else to see it. <laughs> but, um, right. and, and for you guys to attend again. Um, yeah, good luck for the rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Karen. Bye. So, okay, a question for all of you. Uh, we will start with Leroy because you're in the first corner. Um, what is your favorite scene of season two? <laughs> I think I think the scene at the beach where Sam is teaching Vicky mm. how to surf. Um, I think what I like about it is just my experience filming it. You know, it was really fun. It was just really fun and raw. There were literally no directions on how on what to do. We just had fun, and it was fun watching Corsi try to surf. <laughs> yeah. And Corsi, for you. Uh- <laughs> I guess I would say that was my favorite scene as well. Um, as chaotic as it kind of was and freezing, but it was really fun because I've always wanted to learn how to surf and I got to do that. So, hmm. yeah. And Cindy, what is your favorite scene? Um, I really don't have a favorite scene. For me, every scene was an experience really. So I can't really pick as to which one exactly was like my highlight. Okay. Um, so Leroy, um, you're the new kid on the block this season. What is it like joining the cast that, you know, they already had the season one bonds? Exciting. Um, but I also felt like the new kid in real life because (laughs) yeah, like you said, you know, the cast had been together for season one and they had already created a bond and, but, but it was also quite seamless, you know, and I think, um, the other cast members can speak themselves but I think you know I fit in quite well and they made me feel welcomed and yeah we managed to form some really good friendships okay um so Cozy how would you describe Fix's journey in season two uh sure it's she's obviously going through a lot um granted everything that's happened like prior to season two um, not just with the whole identity situation, but even before that, you know, there's the whole thing happening at school. Um, so yeah, she's battling. And I think she's just trying to find a way to navigate all of this. And like, at how do I say it? Like her own way, mm. in a way. You know, she's trying to deal with it the way that she believes is best for her instead of like just letting things keep happening to her, you know, just passively, you know. Um, so, yeah, she's she's learning. She's also becoming more aware of herself. She's sort of 
more she's aware of like how oblivious she's been basically mm -hmm. to just how she affects the world around her and everything so that's good lots of growth um and cindy like zama's sense of style is like a class like have you been have you noticed your personal style changing to be more like the character or is it like the other way around no never no no <laughs> <laughs> um, style is quite overwhelming for Cindy. Um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It's very interesting, but that's definitely Zama and nothing close to Cindy when it comes to that. So, um, Leroy and Corsi, um, how would you like to see Fix and Sam's relationship progress? Hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but. I guess I would like to see them stay together and just get, just, yeah, just get like their, for their relationship to get deeper and deeper and for them to get to know each other a lot more and to be a lot more involved in each other's lives. And I think Sam was definitely kind of, you know, a light amidst all of, you know, the chaos for Fikile. And so I would like to see that he remains that light for, uh, you know. Yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's. I just hope she can have something good and just let it stay good. And mm. so I hope she can have that with Sam, um, regardless of what happens in the future. Regardless of what happens, like they should just stay together and be there for each other. Mm. And just being there for each other. Okay. So, one for all of you, which one of the cast members do you guys think is most like the character that they play? <laughs> I would say it's between myself and Dylan <laughs> and maybe Tabang as well. <laughs> the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is that's what I think. What do you guys think? I think definitely you and Sam. Leroy and Sam are quite similar in some ways. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Leroy and Sam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so season one was so successful with like the summer wins and, you know, constantly trending on Twitter. When did you know that the show is like a hit and like your lives have changed? Uh, Cindy? I don't know. I mean, I still can't say that. Um, I don't know. I can't confidently say that, oh, listen, Blood and Water season one is a hit. Uh, myself I love hearing it from other people um, but I think the more I hear it the more I start to believe it mm -hmm. and also just you know getting messages from people all around the world was 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 beautiful and something I never expected um, that's also another part for me that was very eye-opening but yeah I can't confidently say I should I actually should I should start learning you to should, say that you should <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think the more people tell me the more i start believing it <laughs> yeah and course you uh i wouldn't say my life has like changed drastically um but i i think i realized how much of an impact it made when like cindy said you know when people from all over the world are like messaging you like oh my gosh you like inspired me and it's like whoa it's it's a big deal 
you know mm-hmm. and for me personally like just growing up and that's just been my one wish like I just want to inspire people it's literally my book my bio on Instagram <laughs> anyway uh yeah so yeah that's when I knew Leroy were you a fan of season one yeah absolutely I loved season one season one was really great and I think it was a bit overwhelming to come onto this show you know being a huge fan of it mm. but I was also really grateful for the opportunity and I absolutely love the show and which member of the cast you guys think is more likely would be the best at solving a mystery Dylan <laughs> in real life yeah in real life yeah. Oh, definitely me. Um, you? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I think Dylan. I think Dylan definitely. Dylan? Yeah, Dylan is very good. Yeah, Dylan. Like he's very good at like games and you know solving mysteries and stuff, and yes. and he likes that kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Dylan. <laughs> okay, so my my final question is um what which character were you most like were you most like when you were at high school? <laughs> For me, I would say Bulang. Mm. But in season 1, I, I I feel like in season 2 she's like she's like spicy. <laughs> um but definitely like I was really um quiet and that's socially awkward and yeah wallflower vibes Jeez. and Leroy and yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say Buleng, but she's also friends with Zama and I would wouldn't be friends <laughs> with someone like Zama so it's, it's a bit tricky between Buleng and Tahira yeah between a bit of a bit of both there mm. good girls i would say between uh <clears throat> b- between kb and sam uh i would say right in between there okay thank you guys so much this was lovely um so excited for everyone to see season 2 um yeah thank you so much thank, thank you, you. Thank you. That was our interviews with the cast of Blood and Water season 2. Blood and Water is now available to watch on Netflix. Um so Lian, what have you been crushing on over the last two weeks? I honestly don't know where the time went. Um I feel like I haven't watched a lot. So we've been rewatching a lot of 90s movies. Um a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray, uh Legally Blonde 1 and 2. uh a scooby doo movie don't ask i don't know how we ended up there but then somehow that that ended up being something we watched um so yeah a lot of, a lot of 90s stuff and like honestly they don't do it like that anymore i love it so much it's so great um and then from a podcast perspective i found the limited series called articles of interest which is a really interesting podcast on clothing but each episode they take an item of clothing or an 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 aspect of clothing and they delve deep which is so interesting and so well produced and yeah i'm i'm really really enjoying that at the moment yeah. what about you 
So um, I've been doing watching a lot of comfort TV, but I finally finished after like a year um, Schitt's Creek. So I watched Woo-hoo! the finale over the last week and I was crying. I was <laughs> sobbing on my bed. Um, it was so beautiful. I do want to watch the documentary thing afterwards, like the with the cast. Yeah, it's um, really good. But but yeah, it was just it was such a lovely like farewell to to the show, and it was so beautifully done. Um, mm-hmm. I've also been watching um, one of my favorite comedians, Norm Macdonald, passed away um, recently, and mm-hmm. I've been watching clips of his like interviews with him over the years. And he's so funny and he's so dry that like, oh my gosh, like it's that my entire YouTube recommendations is no McDonald clips from like his years of Saturday Night Live, <laughs> his appearance in late night shows, his interviews with like Seinfeld and Letterman and Conan. Um, brilliant. Yeah. So that's been my week. Um, but yeah. We that's uh, that's us for this week. Join us in two weeks' time for our next episode. Thank you guys for listening. The show is produced by me, Karen, and Rebecca Barches. The show is edited and engineered by Rebecca Barches. Our admin is done by Leanne Philipson. Our logo was designed by Nathifa Maru, and the show was created in partnership with IG in Africa. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can, any way that you can. Keep up to date with our episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review the episodes on Apple Podcasts, as it helps others find the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another in-depth conversation with a pop culture lover. See you then.